Hello, everybody. This is Matt Wallace with FSI Ministries. We're starting a new two-part series today with this podcast. And what we're talking about in the next couple of podcasts is hearing God, discovering God's will for your life. Hearing God, hearing His voice, and then knowing what it means to discover God's will for your life. And if you're a believer, you know, this is something that we often stress about. And really, it never goes away. I mean, I'd like to tell you that if you're young in your faith or young in, in life. But, you know, we often stress about things like, am I doing the right thing? Am I taking the right classes? Am I in the right major? Am I dating the right person? Do I need to buy this car or that car? Am I playing the right sport or should I be playing sports or band? Am I taking... Um, uh, this job uh, at the right time? Am I going to the right church? Am I in the right relationships? On and on and on. And when we get into those questions, which often are daily, and when we're living in our faith, we often want to intertwine all those things and see how they fit into the will of God. And so over the course of these next two podcasts, we're going to try to take a couple different perspectives on that question. And maybe maybe that's you. Maybe you're listening and um, there are decisions uh, that you're wrestling with. And uh, what I can tell you is, is that this podcast is not going to answer any of your specific questions. But we are going to really take a hard look at what it means to hear God's voice and to discover what God's will is for our life. We make decisions every day. Uh, you get up in the morning and you decide, do I want to wear the red shirt, the hoodie? Uh, which shoes am I going to wear? Uh, you know, And I doubt that many of you pray and fast over uh, the clothes that you pick for that day, although it may be more challenging for some than others. Uh, but yes, we do have bigger decisions. We have bigger daily decisions, weekly decisions, things that create stress, things that are tied to money, things that are tied to our time. And we want God's input. But maybe we need to back up and wrestle with this question. You know, and I've heard this asked a lot. Does God even care? I mean, does God care about what major that I'm in? Does God have a plan for my life? Or are we just kind of created and then God kind of says, I'll see you in the end? You know, does God speak uh, the way he used to speak in the Old Testament. You know, we read the Bible and God spoke to Abraham or God spoke to Moses or he showed up here or there. And, and so we wonder, how does God speak today? How am I supposed to hear something that I don't actually physically hear? Um, and, and so those are, those are big questions. Those are legit questions. And all through the Bible, we see people wrestling with what is the will of God? What is... Or what does it mean to discover God's will? Let me ask you this question. What if discovering God's will wasn't really that complicated? What if we make it out to be a lot harder than it really is? I mean, I don't know. I don't want to oversimplify it either. But as I look through the Bible, and as we go through this particular podcast... I hope that we can come to some grounds of simplicity. You know, as I, um, as I have prepared for these podcasts, and we actually may tack on a part three, to be honest with you, uh, when these 
uh, get rolling. Um, I have to be honest. These podcasts are very much uh, at the heart of things I've wrestled with for much of my life. Uh, How does God speak? I hear people say God spoke or God led me to do this or God leads me to do that. And and I've, I've struggled with that because I've wondered, is God leading me to do anything? Does God have a plan for me? And so this comes very much to the heart of, of where I've been and, and quite frankly, at times where I'm at uh, and what I've struggled with to try to seek God. And I just want to be transparent in that as we go through this. Let me, let me read this verse. <clears throat> I just want to read this verse to you. This verse in its context was written to ancient Israel. But I believe that in the New Testament, it talks about believers being grafted in, meaning that we have the opportunity to have the same blessings of the nation of Israel. God said to the church that when you, when you trust in Jesus, trust in him through Jesus, that we are adopted sons, we are heirs to the promises of Abraham, to the promises of Israel. So as I read this verse from um, the New Living Translation, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I want you to just kind of sit there and picture me reading it, or God speaking it directly to you. It says this, I'm sure you may have heard this before, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster, plans for you to prosper for your future and a hope. Now, we got to be careful because the word prosper there in that context doesn't mean he's got plans to make you rich. Doesn't mean he's got plans to even flesh out the so-called American dream. What I believe is that he is guaranteeing that he will supply you with what you need to make a difference in your life and to give you deep hope and deep satisfaction. So what this first session is, is not going to be a list of answers to your questions. What it is will be a call to become the kind of people who seek listening to God and seek his will each and every day. Let me me repeat that again. We're going to try to understand the call to hear God's voice and seek him out each and every day. And I want to give you just three three principles. Here's principle number one. God's will is more about who you are than where you go or what you do. God's will is more about who you are than where you go or what you do. It's more about the person you're becoming. You see, I believe the trap is that uh, we often think that God's will is about the plan. It's about where we go. It's about the here or the there. It's about those people or these people. It's about this thing or that thing. It's about this situation or that situation. And I'm not saying that God doesn't care about those things. But when we talk about his will, I think sometimes we often think it's more about the roadmap or the blueprint than it is about the person or about the soul. You know, and Maybe God is saying to you right now, my will just begins with who you are. If you do a scripture search, if you just took some time 
And you could do this quickly on the internet and just found all the verses where it talks about God's will or uses those words, God's will or God's desire. I believe what you will find is that oftentimes, more than times than not, those verses are related uh, <coughs> are related to who people are becoming more so than what choices people are making or where they're going. Listen to this verse. Romans 12, 1 and 2. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let let your life be a holy sacrifice, pleasing and acceptable to him. This truly is a way to worship him. Do not conform to the behaviors and customs of this world, but be transformed into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn and know God's will for your life, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Right there in that verse, we see it. God says, my will for your life is your everyday ordinary, in your everyday ordinary sleeping, eating, playing ball, listening to music, walking, talking, going to class, playing PS4, interning, studying, driving up and down the road, hanging out with friend life. In that life, what I desire, what I want your will to be is to take that life and place it before me as an offering that you would give yourself completely to me as a living sacrifice, that you would no longer be conformed to this cookie-cutter place in this culture, but that you, you, you would uniquely renew your mind and transform your th- thinking by the study and the understanding of my words deeply into your thoughts. That then you would realize your full potential and the person that I've created you to be. So there's my paraphrase a little bit on Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. But I believe that's what he's saying. That's what God's saying in that verse. That's his will for your life. And I know you may be sitting here going, all right, I already know all this stuff. But what I need to know is do I need to drop this class? Or do I need to change my major? Or even am I at the right school? Or should I do this internship? Or, 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 or should I pursue this career? Or, or is God calling me to ministry? Or is he calling me to business? Or should I cut off certain relationships? Or should I walk into other relationships? And here's what I've come to grips with. Because those of you that are listening, that has been me. In my life, I have found that it's been much easier to say to God that I have questions that I need answers to than to place my life at the altar each and every day. (laughs) You see, I think it's easier to ask God for answers and ask God to solve problems than it is to put yourself at his feet and say, make me the person you want me to be. So that whether I'm here or there, I'm becoming the person you want me to be. So that whether I'm in this major or that major, so that whether I work at this job or that job, or drive this car or that car, I am becoming who he wants me to be. Listen to another verse that kind of speaks into this idea of God's will being more about who we are. 1 Thessalonians 5 
16 through 18, and I read from the New American Standard Version. It says, Rejoice always, pray continually, and in everything give thanks. Now listen to this. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What's his will for you? Rejoice always. Are you serious? Pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. That's God's will for me. There it is again. But the reality is, I think God would much rather be a sculptor and have our lives on his potter's wheel than be our traffic cop and direct us which path or which turn to take. I think God would rather be a creative artist at the front of a blank canvas with watercolor paintings to create this great masterpiece and then be the info booth guy at the mall saying, yeah, you want that, go down here to the turn right and then take a left and you'll find the pretzel stand. God would rather be a creative artist than a Google search engine. And you can ask any artist and you can ask any sculptor, any of those famous ones. And I've, I've, I've actually heard one particular artist that used to be at my church in Indiana say this. He said that artists don't care where their work end up. They don't care if their work ends up in a store or in a museum, whether it's in France, Indianapolis, Grand Rapids, they don't care. The satisfaction to an artist truly comes when their piece of art turns out exactly the way they'd hoped and dreamed it would be. And I believe this. God says to us, my will for you is that you allow me to help you become what I have spoken you into existence to be. What I've desired you to be. What I want you to allow me to put you on the potter's well and be the person I want you to be. And I believe God longs for us to desire him more than his answers. Wow, I've often been totally consumed by his answers. And there's been (coughs) times recently, even in my adult life, where I've just been that guy that said, God, I, I really need to know. I really need to know. I've got decisions to make. God, I've got hard decisions to make. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. I've got a job. I've got a career. God, I really need an answer, and I'd like to have it, you know, like now. And, and there's been times where I've heard God's voice, you know, uh, not some hokey voice or anything. I've just I felt God's presence uh, through study and, and, and through things challenged me in this way where I felt like God was saying to me, do you really love me? I mean, Matt, do you really love me or do you just want my answers? I mean, is your passion for my answers? Is your passion for me? Is your passion for my plan or is your passion for my personality? And man, that's a tough thing to have to wrestle with. And I I, I really think with me, God probably was saying, if I give you the answers you want, are you just going to run off and not spend time with me, not seek me until the next crisis or the next challenge comes your way? I don't want to be a Google search. And God longs for us to desire him. And I don't know if that's you. And in part two, we'll get a little bit more to the specific plans and dreams and hopes that you may have because God does care about that. But the reality is, He cares more about who you're becoming. 
King David figured this out in Psalm 27, verse 4. He says, the one thing I ask, I want you to hear those words again. David said, the one thing I ask of you, Lord. So he's asking. This is what he asks. The thing I ask and seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and presence and meditating in his temple. The one thing David says he asks is that he would dwell with God for the rest of his days, that he would be in God's presence. That's our will. That's his will for us, that we would desire to be in his presence. Psalm 32, verse 8, David says this, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. God cares about the things you do. So so God says, I'll instruct you and I'll teach you. So the more you get on your potter's wheel and the more you become in my image and the more that you work on who you are, then I will instruct and teach you in the ways you should go. I will counsel you, Psalm 32, 8 says, with my eye upon you. This is what God's saying. I'm interested in you. I'm interested in your stuff. I'm interested in your turns, in your careers. My eyes upon you. You ever had a mom or a dad or a coach and you just knew their eye was on you? Like you couldn't move, you couldn't go anywhere. Or or they (coughs) made that (coughs) gesture with their eyes, you know, like go this way or go that way. God's eyes, he says, are upon you. And I know this. If God's eyes are upon you or upon me, then I better seek his face. Then I better look into those those eyes to follow. You know, and, and as I shared so many moments in my life, I wanted everything but the presence of God. I wanted all the answers. I wanted all the benefits of being a Christian, but I really didn't pursue the presence of God. And, and I just wonder, have you ever prayed this prayer? Because it's been a struggle for me at times, and I've gotten better. But have you ever prayed this prayer, God? I don't have anything to ask of you today. I just want to be with you. And then take it from there. Um, that's a little bit of a challenge. I think in our time, and our culture, we're so fast-paced. we got so many things going on. we got so many things we want to go to God. But every now and then, I know as a father, every now and then what I desire of my sons I just want to be with them. I just want to, I want to be in their presence. I want to delight in them. Uh, another, another principle I want to share with you is that our role is not to find God's will, but to follow God's voice. Our role is not to find God's will, but it's to follow his voice. So many people today are looking for a sign. They want to see a sign, so they're looking, you know, for anything that they can say. I think God spoke to me today and said I should. I saw a, I saw a Mustang, so I need to buy a Mustang. Or you know, I saw a cloud in the shape of this, and so you know, we're always looking for signs. Matthew four, uh, Jesus was at the side of a river or at the side of the Sea of Galilee, and there was a group of guys out fishing. These guys were professional fishermen. It's what they did for a living. They're blue collar, not super educated. And Jesus walked over to him and he said, fellows, put down your nets. Come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. You know what it says they did? Their response to his voice, they put down their nets and they followed him. 
Man, are you kidding me? They didn't know where he was going. They didn't even know what he was going to do, but they knew he knew. And they knew there was something about him that was worth putting down where they were going to go where he was going. So my response to that, we need to learn to listen well. We need to learn to listen to God well. In the Gospel of John, he says, he likens us to sheep, and he says, my sheep know my voice, and they listen uh, to my voice, and they follow me wherever my voice goes. You know, in, in, in Israel today, a few years ago, I was blessed to be able to go on a trip to Israel, and I learned on that trip that the shepherds in Israel today, they sing to their sheep. Sheep don't have the best eyesight, but they can hear really well. And so shepherds will sing, and the sheep will know the shepherd's voice, and they'll respond to that. And that's been a tradition, they said, for thousands of years in the Middle East. And they know his voice. And the sheep then will gather, the, the, the shepherd will gather his sheep and lead them to safety when they follow and learn to seek his voice. The great coach John Wooden at UCLA was not a yeller. Matter of fact, he was a pretty mild-mannered, pretty quiet-spoken man. And in arenas where there were fifteen to 18,000 fans, one of his players was asked one time, how in the world do you hear that coach who never really raises his voice in the, in the crowds of competition and screaming fans? And the, and the player kind of chuckled and said, it's because we hear and listen to his voice every single day in practice. The key is to be dialed in, to be connected, to know the voice of God and hear it above the noise of the world. You know, for the prophet Elijah, it was a whisper. It was a whisper in his ear. It wasn't an explosion. Do you hear it? Have you been still lately on the potter's wheel where God can say, let me sculpt you? Let me put my eye upon you. Listen to my voice so I can help mold you into the person that, that I want you to be. As we wrestle with the idea of God's will, we will talk more about the places we'll go in the coming podcasts. But for this one, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to listen well, to be joyful always, pray without ceasing, that this is your will. I want to challenge you that God longs for us to desire him over his answers. I want to challenge you. Uh, I want to challenge you that our role is not to find God's will, but to hear and follow God's voice. I hope this podcast was encouraging to you today.